There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. What are we waiting for? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back into the 610 Podcast. It is finally here. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for a year to get back to the postseason, but the Philadelphia Phillies have made it. As the fourth wildcard team, they clinched uh, a spot um, last, was it last Monday? Last Monday, I believe, um, against the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, a really, really uh, exciting game. Uh, last Tuesday, not last Monday, last Tuesday. I figured there was no football on that day, um, but really, really exciting. You know, um, yeah, the Eagles didn't play that. I don't know why I thought it was last Monday, but anyways, really, really exciting um, time. You know, we had the the uh, the pep rally today. Got to see some of that on social media. Um, but you know, it's finally here, and you know, we're we've had the last five games that were you know just kind of let's you know let some of the younger guys play. Let's just see you know where guys may fit. Let's just you know ramp up for the postseason. Um, really. Uh, good win yesterday. Great for Alec Bohm to hit his 20th home run of the year. How about that? You have a 20 home run guy who, oh, by the way, has 97 RBIs. You know, someone that hits maybe 20 homers, okay, they'll have about probably around 70 RBIs, 70, 75. Guy has 97. Had he got to 100 and you could tell he was swinging for that. He wanted that 20th homer bad. He really wanted that one. Um, and he got it on the last game of the year. Finally got the 20 homers. So shout out to Alec Bohm there for that. Um, great to see, though, the bats come out, which was big um, as you ramp up. They got the 90 wins. First time they've been over the 90 win mark since 2011. We uh, were at or above, obviously. We, um, you know, we you know, have been sitting around between 80 and 85 for so long. And then we finally got to, what was 87 last year, 87. So able to get to 90 wins is big. Um, and now you're gearing up for the postseason game one tomorrow night. The Phillies will meet the Miami Marlins. Well, I had been anticipating it would be the Arizona Diamondbacks and I felt a little more confident going against Arizona the reason being is because the Phillies and the Marlins this has not been a very very strong year for the Phillies against their uh, division rivals from from uh, South Beach this has been a real rough season Um, you know typically if the Philly, you know, if the Phillies, you know, and and they'll, it's not like the Phillies dominate the Marlins all the time. I mean, this is not a, you know, they finished six and seven against them this year. Um, so we're, you know, actually, I thought we were, you know, I was surprised it's only one game difference. 
I thought, it, you know, the Marlins had won maybe uh, two more games against um, the Phillies. But the Phillies, you know, this has not been a strong year uh, against Miami. And like I said, it's not typically one. Uh, you know, usually the Phillies don't have a winning record um, against the Marlins. Usually they do struggle against Miami. Last year was the first time, and I don't know how long they actually had a winning record against the Marlins. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the way that it works apparently is they just really cannot, for whatever reason, um, no matter what how the Marlins are doing, the Phillies tend to struggle against them. But this year, um, or last year rather, it was a different case, but this year Miami's in the postseason. You know, they haven't been in the postseason since 2020, and I think the time before that was 2003. But here they are back in the postseason. Here they are um, going to be, you know, um, first time since 2020, you know, where it was that COVID, it was that weird COVID season, you know, 60-game season, so they were able to make it. And now you're, um, you're in an opportunity here to where uh, it's a it's a weird kind of situation to be in um last year the vibe was going in hey we made it everyone i think was just happy to have postseason baseball back um personally i wanted so badly a game to be back in philly because i just wanted to see the atmosphere and i did have us beating the cardinals uh in three and obviously it was just a two-game sweep but the cardinals and the Marlins, this is two completely different teams. You know, the Cardinals last year really benefited from the fact that the Brewers traded away Josh Hader, and it just kind of seemed like, okay, they're just kind of, you know, building towards next year. Like, they're not serious about winning. And the Cardinals, I felt like, just kind of were able to just, you know, you know, nonchalantly move their way throughout the season. The Cubs couldn't get it together, and the Pirates and Reds were still, you know, running around with the chicken with its head cut off. Um, but you know, obviously, um, for the Marlins, they had to duke it out with the Diamondbacks. They had to duke it out. Well, with the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Giants, the Reds, like the, the Padres there for a little bit. I mean, the Marlins were, you know, last year they kind of hung around for a little bit this year. They kind of, you know, they hung around a lot longer. Um, and they're the fifth seed in the postseason. So, you know, this is a big year for the Marlins, and they're gonna be they're gonna be ready to come in. I mean, this isn't like I said, this isn't the Cardinals, the Cardinals that were on the the decline. You know, the, this that was kind of you know their their last ditch effort. This is a completely different scenario. This is a Marlins team that's hungry. They're younger. They want to be at the top. You know, Skip Schumacher has done a great job there. Um, it's going to be, if it, I mean, I think Brian Snicker is going to get the NL Manager of the Year award, but Skip Schumacher should really get uh, some serious votes for that award. I mean, I didn't think the Marlins would come close to sniffing. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. I didn't think they would make it, but I certainly couldn't have imagined um, this would be the matchup. And it's tough. You're going against the Miami Marlins. This is really, really a tough series for the Phillies. One that I'm not too confident in them. I'm really not. Um, you know, Miami's really had the Phillies number. The Phillies constantly seem to give game, And that's the thing. They've given games away to the Marlins more times than I feel like the Marlins have actually gone out. 
themselves and you know the you know have been able to just win the game like the Phillies have just and I know that sounded stupid but they've made dumb errors missed pitches they've allowed the Marlins to come back and hang around in way too many games way too many games um as a matter of fact the the Phillies maybe had one half the games they've blown and given away to the Marlins throughout the year the Marlins might not even be in the postseason in my opinion but you know, this is kind of a weird situation. Um, and we're going to get into who's on the bump um, for the Phils because now we can officially talk about it, which I'm excited to do. But right now, you're just looking at two teams, one team. I mean, everyone wants to get back to the World Series and finish the job. But. You've got to take it game by game, inning by inning, at bat by at bat, pitch by pitch. You know, you can't be, and that's the thing about last year. They didn't look five steps down the road. They were willing to take it one step at a time. And that's the thing that, that has to be on this team's mind. You know, I know at the end when they were popping champagne and celebrating, Topper, you know, said JT, um, you know, how many more we got left and, you know, 13 more topper and then, the you know, they get in and celebrating. But um, it's something that I really think for the Phillies, they need to take that to heart. Um, and they've been, ex- they're experienced. You know, this is, everyone was there last year, um, top to bottom. Now, I believe with the lefty, it's going to be Johan Rojas, so that's kind of different, but you know, Brandon Marsh will be out there. Um, it's going to be a different look. So I think Brandon Marsh will be out. He needs to be. He and Stott need to be because the Marlins are throwing lefties at them. So you can't have, you know, oh, we're, we're going to put in a, a Mundo Sosa. Oh, we're going to have Johan. Ro-. No, this is, we got to have our, our guys. We got to have our guys, one through nine. We need to have Marsh there. Can I give me Johan Rojas in the eight hole? And give me, um, you know, Bryce and Stott. Whether it's seven, eight, nine, whether it's six, eight, nine that they're placed in, that's got to be, you know, that's got to be the young horses out there um, for the Phils. But really, really uh, anxious for this one, guys. I'm not too confident. Last year, I was a little more like, okay, we'll see what happens. This year, you're playing with a lot more at stake. We're not playing with, well, we'll see what happens. We want to get back to the World Series and finish the job. But like I said, you got to take it little by little. You got to take it pitch by pitch. And for this bullpen, when they're called upon, they got to come out. I mean, they really got to come out with their with their hair on fire. Um. That can't be a situation where guys are going into games and they're a little anxious. Like, no. Because there have been too many times against the Marlins this year where they've given the games away. So that's got to be the mindset of those guys. Um, But on the mound for the Marlins, we'll start off with them tomorrow night. It's going to be Jesus Lazardo. 10-9 win-loss record, 3-6-3 ERA. He's looked pretty darn good this season. Um... You know, I think that that's a that's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, for the Phillies. I mean, this is a guy that 
throughout the season pitching against Philadelphia. Uh, his last time was back in April 9th where the uh, Marlins won 7-3 to at home. Um, and he went 6-3, gave up just four hits, two earned runs. And then uh, time before that was Tuesday, April 11th, six innings pitched, eight hits, three earned runs. Marlins win eight to four. Uh, that's a that's you know this is a guy that's dominated the Phillies throughout the season. Um, has is two and zero, won both games, had the decision. Uh, the Phillies have to come out prepared. He's got two hundred eight strikeouts, a one point two two WHIP, ten and nine win loss record. Got to come out ready. He's got to come out ready. Um, I you know the Phillies offense needs to come out ready. Let me let me. You know, he's going to come out. Trust me. This Marlins team's going to come out ready. The Phillies offense needs to be ready for this. Because let me tell you what, they're due. They are due. For the Phillies, it's going to be Zach Wheeler. 361 ERA, 212 strikeouts, 1.08 whip, 13 and 6 win loss record. Against the Marlins this year, I mean, the most recent start for Zach Wheeler, which came, um, you know, uh, July 7th, where, or excuse me, not July 7th, uh, August 2nd. Um, it was the loss, extra innings loss, where Trey Turner had the ball, you know, slip through him. Philly should have won that game. Zach Wheeler was awesome. Six innings pitched, five hits. He gave up two solo homers. Um, should have gotten the win there, but the bullpen couldn't close. Um, and then you had his start before that, August 7th in Miami again, 4-3 win. Left the game in a no decision. Um, six innings pitched, seven hits. Gave up three and runs, but really looked good. I mean, he made a, you know, it was, a, I think, one mistake. He had a three-run homer. One mistake, and that did him in. And then before that, an extra innings loss. Six innings pitched, three hits, one earned run. I mean, so Zach Wheeler's looked good against these guys. Now, they're due for a good game against Zach, but they've gotten that in their games against Zach Wheeler. They've gotten to the bullpen. The bullpen's got to cover for Zach. Um, and Zach's got to come out ready to go. I mean, like we saw last year against the Cardinals in that game one start, he was awesome. So then it's the it's a similar thing from last year to this year, um, or we need it to be a similar thing from last year to this year with Zach Wheeler. On Wednesday for game two, the Marlins are going to have Braxton Garrett coming out, 3-6-6 ERA, 9-7 win-loss record, 156 strikeouts, and a 1.15 whip. Um, for him against the Phils, um, you know, he got he was the beneficiary of that nine eight win. Um, five innings pitched, three earned runs, two walks. Time before that, five three win for the Marlins. Five innings pitched, he got the win in that game. Um, six hits, three earned runs, one homer, three Ks, uh, no walks. So the Phillies have to be more patient against. Braxton Garrett. That's got to be the case. Um, we've seen them start. It's a lefty. I mean, it is a you know two southpaws are thrown at the Phillies. They need to be ready for it. Then it's Aaron Nola. Maybe his final appearance at Citizens Bank Park. Twelve and nine win loss record. Four four six ERA. Two hundred and two strikeouts. A one point one five WHIP. Aaron Nola against the Marlins this year has stunk. Four and a third, September 9th, seven hits, one home run, four and runs. Time before that, April 9th, 
7-3 loss, six innings pitched. He was just an innings eater. Gave up four earned runs, three homers, struck out six. Surprisingly, he walked none in that game. And September 9th, he also had no walks in that game as well, which is kind of odd. Um, but then he pitched in another game where he uh, got the decision in a, in, in a loss. Five and two-thirds, nine hits, four earned runs, a homer, six strikeouts, no walks again. Interesting. Interesting pattern. But in, you know they ended up winning that September 9th game. He got in his games where there has been a decision. You know he is zero and two against the Marlins this year. I hope he's due. I hope he's due, and I hope he builds off his last start um, against Pittsburgh because we're going to need him. If this goes to Game Three for the Phillies, who am I trusting out there? Honestly, when I look at all things considered. I think I got to go with Christopher Sanchez. I really do. If you would have told me in the beginning of the year, I would have said Ranger Suarez. But right now, I got to go Christopher Sanchez. Now, Ranger, I'm fine with him coming out of the pen. He can come out of the bullpen all he wants. But I really think he got to go with Christopher Sanchez. And for the Marlins, I'm not sure who they put out. I wonder if it would be Sandy Alcantara because I feel like they might give him the nod because it's it's Sandy Alcantara. You know, he's um, pretty sure healthy. But he's had a rough year this year. I feel like, you know, they got to give it to him. Um, he should be healthy. By the way, Larissa Rise, I'm looking at this. He's day-to-day, uh, but it looks like they're saying he'll be ready game one. Ah, so Alcantara is on the 15-day IR with uh, he will not pitch again this year. So scratch that. It's not going to be Alcantara. My mistake on that one. Um, if I had to pick, uh, maybe Johnny Cueto. I don't know. He's got he's got experience. I mean, he struggled this year, but he's got the experience. I, I that might be who they're going to turn to. Uh, Edward Cabrera. I, I think I would trust Johnny Cueto. Um, but you know, he's pitched in a lot of big games in his career. I mean, I think you got to go with Cueto there if you're the Marlins. Uh, but if I'm the Phillies, it's Christopher Sanchez. If it's not Christopher Sanchez, it's Ranger Suarez. It's not Taiwan Walker. It's not Michael Lorenzen. Christopher Sanchez or maybe Ranger Suarez, but I'm going to say it again. It's got to be Christopher Sanchez. This offense needs to come out ready to go. This needs to be the Phillies offense we saw last October. Resilient. Get on guys early. Get on base. Bring in guys. Hit with runners in scoring position. There is a job that needs to be finished, but again, it's step by step. You're not looking ahead. You're going at it one game at a time, and they need to feed off the fans. That is going to be crazy tomorrow night. I can't wait to turn on the TV and see just red everywhere. I mean, you know, the first picture needs to be the rally towels waving, and you're looking at a bunch of just red around the stadium. I mean, it's so crazy to see that because, you know, I always think like you look at, I mean, when you think about the stadiums, you know, you look at the Eagles stadium when there's a playoff game, I really don't see just this big blob of green. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's like the Flyers games. If it's a sellout, you see just orange, orange and black everywhere. Sixers game, I don't necessarily just see blue. 
when it comes to the Phillies, you just see red. You know, when it's you know it's just one color, red. Uh, if it was, if we're dating back 13 years ago, you'd just see the white rally towels. So now they obviously have them uh, colored with the team's colors, and it's it's all red. This is going to be um, a sellout. This is going to be awesome. I'm hearing game. I'm looking at the game time weather, 72 degrees. I was outside today. It's pretty warm. Hopefully that sticks around. But the Phillies need to bring it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back on tomorrow night talking about the Phillies game one against the Miami Marlins. We'll be back recapping it then. Go Phils. You know, let's go Philadelphia Phillies. Like I said, I'll be back on tomorrow night to recap it. Um, That'll be my next episode here on the 610 Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.